You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, November 21st. I'm Donald Ware as the HBCU football season is winding down, but there's a big weekend when you're talking about MEAC football. Big weekend for Bowie State and Miles, both in the Division II playoffs. And so we're going to break uh, a couple of those games down on today uh, and then on tomorrow as well. You know, there's a possibility that four teams could be tied for the MEAC title. Four teams could be tied for the MEAC, MEAC title if North Carolina Central defeats North Carolina A&T, if Florida A&M falls to Bethune-Cookman, if Norfolk State defeats South Carolina State. It would create a three, a four-way tie uh, in the MEAC, but once again, you would have A&T going to the Celebration Bowl because they would have been undefeated against the other three teams that it's tied with. Unfortunately, and again, I have to say this so people are aware that Florida A&M not uh, part of the MEAC uh, or Celebration Bowl equation. Let's take a look at that A&T and North Carolina Central football game. The game's going to be played in Greensboro. A&T has won the last two meetings. Uh, it's the Aggie-Eagle rivalry. Um, everything I'm getting ready to say to you, pretty much throw it out of the window because it is a rivalry. However, I mean, we got to look at the numbers and look at some of the players to be on the lookout for. If you're North Carolina Central, first of all, you've had a really good season in terms of takeaways. Uh, they've been able to been uh, tenacious in terms of taking the football away, whether it's from fumbles, whether it's from interceptions, that type of thing. And that's what you're going to want to try to do against A&T, who, um, who, doesn't, who doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. A&T doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. Um, Central has a very, very good defense, very solid. I talk about the takeaways, but when you look at the numbers, the defense is solid, giving up about 145 yards rushing per game, which, uh, you know, there are some teams that are doing a lot better, but it's not bad. And then in the pass defense, Central is pretty good there. So what Central has to do against A&T is be able to stop the run. you got to be able to stop John Main Martin, Three more rushing touchdowns last week. He's got 18 rushing touchdowns on the season total. One of the leaders in rushing in terms of FCS. He's got tremendous speed when he gets in that open field. The likelihood of you catching him is very, very slim. Uh, And he's got great power, so he'll run through you uh, as well. A&T people will remember um, uh, Cartwright the last couple of years at running back. Thousand yards, um, tough guy. Wasn't the fastest guy, but was extremely, extremely tough in terms of running through you or running over you. Uh, and then, of course, you go back before Markwell Cartwright. You look at Tariq Cohen 
um, with that tremendous speed. So when you look uh, at uh, what Martin's able to do, he's a mix between Cohen and Cartwright. And so if you're central, you got to figure out how to stop that running game. Also, Khalil Carter, uh, the quarterback, has had a solid season. Um, you know, he wasn't as effective as the Aggies would have liked for him to have been against Bethune-Cookman. Uh, he had two interceptions going back the week uh, be, uh, the week before uh, against Morgan State. But you got to figure last game of the season, uh, or last regular season game, that is, uh, he's a graduate student. He's going to want to go out on top. He's probably going to be ultra-focused. Uh, so if you're the Eagles, you got a couple of dynamics there to look to stop. But the Eagles have a very, very good defense. Um, from an offensive perspective, when you look at uh, when you look at, at what North Carolina Central uh, brings to the table, um, they got a freshman quarterback, uh, and this freshman quarterback um, hasn't been. You know, he's been okay. I mean, twelve touchdowns to nine interceptions on the season. I mean, uh, you know that that's not that's not bad when you're talking about Davius Richard. And 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 again, not even. I mean, he what may have been third on the depth chart, if not further down than that, coming into the season. So you know, he's completing fifty three percent of his passes. Um, you know, he's seen a South Carolina State defense um, that uh, that that is very tough. Uh, you know, he he he's a guy that's going to be have to be aided by the running game. So that means Isaiah Totten's going to have to step up as well, um, as well as Jordan Freeman, and. Listen, when you look at A&T, the, the mantra of A&T is stopping the run. That's what the Aggies want to do, and that's what the Aggies have been able to do very effectively this year is stop the run. And so if you're, A&T, if you're central, you're going to have to figure out how to be able to run that football uh, so that uh, you can keep, keep the defense honest and allow Davis Richard to, to be able to throw the football. And if you're the Eagles, you can have success against the Aggie passing game. Now, I will say, if you look at the Aggies last week against Bethune-Cookman, Akevius Williams, the quarterback for the Wildcats, regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and A&T absolutely stymied Akevius Williams from a running and passing perspective. As a matter of fact, the Wildcats as a whole only had 229 yards of total offense. So you're, if you're the Eagles, uh, you're going to have to be able to get that running game going against a very stout defense. And if you can, you, you the likelihood is that you'll have uh, some success as long as 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 uh, as uh, uh, Richard doesn't turn the ball over. He can have some success um, against the Aggie uh, defense in the passing game. Um, uh, again, I talked a little bit about. A&T uh, Central's defense. Um, I want to point out a specific young man uh, by the name of defensive uh, lineman, uh, and, and even more specifically, a defensive end by the name of Darius Royster. You talk about being able to put pressure on the quarterback, and the Eagles have done a good job in terms of putting pressure on the quarterback. Twenty-nine sacks uh, this year, which is pretty solid. And uh, this kid, Darius Royster, nine sacks on the season. He's got sixteen tackles for loss. Highly regarded coming into the season um, as a uh, as a preseason first team all MIAC guy, and he's really lived up to the billing. By the way, he's also got seventy four tackles on the season from the defensive end position, forty four of those solo. That's a lot of tackles uh, for a defensive lineman. So you know to be able to point him out. 
Um, again, the Eagles got to be able to stop the run. Got to be able to stop the run. A&T's offensive line has been very, very solid this year. And really also the downfield blocking by the wide receivers has been good as well. Expecting it to be a good football game in Greensboro. Weather could play a factor. Uh, It's supposed to rain in Greensboro and maybe rain during this time. I don't know if it's going to be heavy rain at this point. uh, The temperature wise should be decent. Uh, but the rain could play a factor in this football game, could play a factor uh, in this football game. And um, as it did to some degree last week, uh, it was cold and windy. I would call it blustery in Greensboro on last week. Again, the MEAC championship on the line. This is a great rivalry, by the way. Uh, the head football coach for North Carolina A&T is Sam Washington. Sam Washington was an assistant coach at North Carolina Central from 1994 to 97. He recruited now Eagles head coach Trey Oliver to to be a player on the football team. Ultimately, both served as assistant coaches on the staff of Rod Broadway at both Grambling uh, and at uh, North Carolina A&T. And uh, so this, you know, those guys know each other from a defensive perspective. Those guys know each other. It's teacher versus pupil. Uh, So these offenses, I think, are going to be key uh, in the respective football game. Again, should be a great football game. Very much looking forward to broadcasting that football game, A&T and the Eagles. Also, Bowie State going to be hosting Carson Newman. If you look, 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 really look at Carson Newman, Carson Newman is is a team that likes to run the football. I haven't seen Carson Newman play. If I look at the numbers, they run it two, three more times than they pass it, averaging something like 333 yards uh, just on the ground. So if you're Bowie State, you got to be able to stop the run. And, by the way, Bowie State has done a good job in terms of stopping the run so far this year. I'm not sure if Bowie State has seen uh, an offense like Carson Newman that's really less about the pass. They're going to throw it um, a little bit. Uh, maybe especially on long uh, downs uh, or maybe to throw a little wrinkle in what they do because you're going to expect them to run the football. You're set on stopping the run, stopping the run, stopping the run. They're running, running, running. All of a sudden they throw the football. So that's sort of what uh, Carson Newman likes to do. So Bowie State's going to have to be disciplined in that way. They're going to have to be disciplined and be able to stop the running attack of Carson Newman. When I look at Bowie State and Carson Newman's got a pretty good defense. When you look at Bowie State, I mean, this kid, Jerome Johnson, the quarterback, is absolutely tremendous. He is uh, the uh, the player of the year in the CIAA. He was maybe second string coming into the season. A couple of injuries uh, for Bowie State. He's been able to be able to be put in and has done well, has excelled. I mean, I've talked with Damon Wilson, the head football coach at Bowie State, uh, for years when um, Amir Hall was the quarterback, and he would always tell me it's about the system. And I look at him like, ah, and you got a really good quarterback. But it's, but it's showing that this is about Bowie State's system where a guy can come in and have success. Jerome Johnson's a guy that can put it in the air but also likes to run it on the ground um, as well. And by the way, getting back to Carson Newman's offense and Bowie State's defense, um, listen, Joshua Pryor, uh, the defensive tackle for Bowie State, matter of fact, 
reigning Box to Row National Player of the Week, is a man-child at 6'4", 280 pounds. He's got 25 tackles for loss on the season, 13 sacks from the defensive tackle position. If you're Carson Newman, you want to try to not run it up the gutter, run away uh, from that guy, but he's got some pretty good speed um, as well, can chase some guys down. But, you know, this is a should be a good football game. Carson Newman, a perennial power. Bowie State becoming a perennial power. And if you're Bowie State, you want to take that next step uh, in terms of winning. They are, the, the Bulldogs already won a first-round playoff game last year. The Bulldogs want to take that next step in terms of winning first round, maybe winning second round, and moving on from there. But it's not going to be easy. I mean, you're talking about a Carson Newman team that understands playoffs. And, and, and in all fairness, Bowie State, this is the third playoff appearance for Bowie State in the last four years as well. So Bowie State uh, more recently has understood what it means to be in the playoffs and to have some success in the playoffs. So, That's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, taking a look at a couple of the games uh, on tomorrow. Let's look a little bit deeper at South Carolina State and Norfolk State. Let's look a little bit deeper at Bethune-Cookman, Florida A&M. Let's look deeper at Miles and Lenore Ryan as Miles is going to be on the road in the first round of the Division II playoffs. Don't keep the HBCU Football Daily Podcast a secret. Tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where, of course, you can listen online uh, on our website at BoxToRow.com. You can also download the podcast and take it with you at our website, BoxToRow.com. Also at iHeartMedia. Talk with you on Friday.